Americans. This is the Urbane Cowboys podcast with Josiah Neely of R Street Institute and Doug McCullough. Good day. It's going to be a great year. I can feel it. So much good stuff is going to happen. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the the year that has just passed. And uh, to do that, of course, we have, as every year, our returning champion, Kate Hyde. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks so much for having me again. What year is this now? Four? Three or four? Uh, I think it's four. four. I yeah. think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. Glad, so and, glad to and, be back. Yeah. And two of those years, we've been uh, under a pandemic. So this has worked out really well. Yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to the next three years where we're talking still about being in a pandemic. Yeah. Because it's never going to end at this point. That's true. Yeah, so many new variants, uh, you know, more variants than there are like Marvel movies, um, and they also never end. Yeah, um, next year we're going to have the midterms variant pop up. variant, yeah, yeah, very, very dangerous. So you are at your undisclosed location up at the like uh, epicenter of the of the Omicron, I believe. Are there zombies? What's going on up there? I I am in an undisclosed location. I am not in that location. I'm in a different location where things are lovely, and you know it's like there's no pandemic at all. Um, oh, you're in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, I jumped back to Florida like I, I had been um, before the whole thing and throughout and just bouncing back to New York to see family and stuff, but really trying to stay away. Um, so I'm I'm back in Florida and um, it's it's a great decision. So, yeah, I, I'm only hearing about the monstrosities that are happening up there. So I thought, you know, uh, as I was reviewing the major the major events of 2021, a uh, lot of ups, a lot of downs, ins and outs. But um, there was, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, if we want to go chronologically, the year started out with a real tragedy, I think, for America, um, which is uh, Donald Trump was banned from all of his social media accounts. And so I don't know. Do you remember where you were, Kate, when that happened? I do. I do. I unfortunately was... In a car, um, that was obviously January 6th. And it was fascinating because, you know, I wanted to see what everyone's talking about, but we were only listening. We had it on XM and I was driving on a highway in Florida. Um, and it, to hear the audio of that news report and everything unfolding and being like, what happened with this rally? What's happening? Is this really, what do you mean? They're breaking in windows? What's going on? Um, it was it was a fascinating thing thing to hear audio only and then later that night sit down and look at everything that happened but i mean you're right the the tragedy of trump losing his social media is something that we're still feeling the effects of um and i think it's had the opposite effect that they were hoping it would they wanted to kind of silence him and take him out um but because he hasn't had that vessel to to do his normal you know stand up routine and and make everyone really angry people kind of now have the ability to look back and be like you know he wasn't that bad and if you're ignoring the the quotes and things that he's putting out through his own pr press and whatever i don't even know where you find those um if you ignore those you're kind of just looking back and like and really saying you know 
the mean tweets weren't that bad. And because we don't have them now, he didn't. I think a lot of people are, are really feeling nostalgia for him at the moment. I, I do, like, aside from the, the you know, the, the issues of, like, should he have been banned or whatever, I, I really, uh, I am upset that even his old tweets you can't access anymore because there were a lot of uh, gems, I thought, that I like to refer back to, you know, retweet on, on you know, particular uh, occasions, you know, like whenever a Robert Pattison movie comes out or whatnot. I mean, he, he, he talked about a lot of stuff in these tweets. So that, that was very sad. And, and, you know, it's just not the same, uh, without them. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they nuked his account like it was a hurricane. And unfortunately what that does is it doesn't allow you to go back and reference the old things that he said. And a lot of the things are really funny, but the problem is with that. And I think this is obviously intentional to just completely get rid of the account is there was a lot of things he was saying that were very accurate. Right. And as we go back and we look at, you know, uh, uh, Biden last year saying, you know, I'm going to shut down the virus and all these things and how easy it is to pull up the words on everything he's wrong about. You can no longer do that about Trump. And they're there. You know, obviously, it's intentional to get rid of all that. But he was really accurate in real time. And uh, looking back, hindsight's 2020. Um, uh, the left hindsight is 2021. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I miss it. And he did. I mean, uh, you you just you reminded me in your answer that he did try to like set up his own social media uh, ish thing there. I think he may have. I think they may have tried to set up several of them now. I'm not sure, um, but uh, obviously not. Obviously not the same. Yeah, I don't even know. Again, I know that there's ways that you can get the updates from him, but unless someone shares it on another platform, I can't see it. I can't even find where to sign up an email if I wanted to, you know, get those statements every day. It just it's not his accessibility, you know, unfortunately is not there, but again, I think it's also fortunate in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, pro- probably uh from a political standpoint. What do you think, Doug? Now Doug, you left Twitter and then like everyone who leaves Twitter, you came back. So what? Yeah, but I'm it? barely there. You know, I, uh, yeah. So yeah, basically I, I, I banned myself and, uh, it was a strange year for me already. And I just thought that what I kept doing is I kept looking for the good news on either political news or, or business news. And like, I'm already not in the best state of mind and Twitter is not really a healthy place for me to be. Uh, and so I just, I just logged off for a while uh, and then after a while, I just completely shut down my account. Uh, I did come back, but I, you know, I honestly about the only thing I do on there uh, is I uh, uh, make fun of a few friends and uh, and uh, promote the Urbane Cowboys. I think everything else about it is a wasteland. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't ever interact with me, so hmm, that's interesting. But um, yeah, there, I guess there are still some bright spots on Twitter. Over the over the last uh, year or so, um, but it's true there are there are a lot of you know a lot of people who are gone. Um, Bill Mitchell, I I really enjoyed him. He's gone. Um, uh, Doug, you you left, but then you came back. You know, so there's there's pluses and minuses to the whole thing, I guess. Kate, uh, as I as we move through the year, of course, for for Doug and myself. Another big issue that happened was like here in Texas, everybody lost power and we had an ice storm, which I don't think is like, it's, it's not what you're expecting from Texas, you know? 
but I assume that that did not affect you in your undisclosed location, wherever you were. You just kind of laughed at us or whatever. Well, you know, I happen to be, um, yeah, no, I was somewhere where it was also really cold. And it was funny because the power, um, I totally forgot about this until just now. Where I was, the power was getting siphoned to power you guys. And it was <laughs> happening in real time. I was just north of Texas. Um, and that was really fascinating to go through. And I guess I understood that that what was happening was a really big deal. And everyone where I was was saying, you know, yeah, this is this is all because of, you know, this is what happens when you try to rely on on wind power and then, you know, you get this monstrosity. And I was just thinking about um, that, the sort of things that happened this year. And the biggest takeaway from that, obviously, you know, that was a horrific thing you guys went through but for the outside the biggest takeaway was ted cruz going off to cancun yeah. they got a lot of mileage out of that one that's right yeah yeah although he he flew there and then he flew immediately back you know he uh, flip-flopped on, Can- on cancun i guess so. but it, it did make some great memes you know he might have had the best of intentions get his family out who knows you know we're i don't need to pick that right. apart but but man that that brought some some light to such a a cold situation, if you will. That's so right. it's really sort of like his uh, his appearance at the uh, uh, was it the 2016 convention where he said, "Tell everybody, vote your conscience," and then he turns around and starts campaigning for Trump. So it's just he basically was traveling his conscience until he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of funky things, but you know, I mean, you can't you can't trust a guy who who is the Zodiac killer. I mean, what that's, do we expect? <laughs> that's true. An that's honest true. politician. His dad. I mean, we all know about like his dad's connection with, you know, so this is like, like father, like son, I guess, in terms of the, uh, uh, killing people. But, um, so I, uh, uh, in terms of culture, you know, I wanted to talk about, uh, movies and like the Academy Awards and all that stuff. Uh, but really it doesn't seem like there's been anything. And in fact, I, I, I couldn't remember. It's like, who who won? Do you remember who won the Best Picture Award this year? I couldn't tell you who won anything any year. Yeah. So I'm the wrong person for that. Not, not, not only, it's, it's apparently it's a movie called Nomadland. I vaguely remember that, but I'm even looking at the, the like, well, what are the other movies? And it's uh, another round. If anything happens, I love you. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I, I've never even heard of these movies. Well, well this is just an injustice because clearly the best movie of the year was Psych 3. This is Gus. It's <laughs> a classic movie. It's probably the best of the trilogy. My Octopus Teacher. I, I kind of wonder if it's just like made up. Now, Tenet. Okay. Tenet, I remember. But uh, but yeah, it's been kind of a, a bad year for movies, I think. Kate, have you did you see anything? Is there anything that stands out in terms of popular culture? Um, oh my gosh, you know, I happened to see a movie about two months ago, and before that, I think the last movie I saw was like three years before that. I happened to see what was it? Oh, Old Henry. Oh Henry. Oh Henry is the the candy bar, right? So is it Old Henry? Okay, it's it's Old Henry, and okay. that movie was great, and I could sit through a movie like that. But other than that. A, it you know what i just feel like between covid and the way that you know everything is so 
accessible to the world that we're just being flooded with movies. Anyone can make a movie. Anyone could put it online. Anyone like the old school days of, you know, you had movies, they had to come out in theaters. You didn't see them any other way. You had to wait until it came out, you know, on tape, if that was even ever a a thing, you know, that there was a time to actually have a best movie and you had to break so many barriers to get there. But now I just feel like what is even the point of any sort of awards. Like if I think about awards this year, the only thing that comes to my mind is Cuomo getting his Emmy pulled. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking of any any success or any great movie, music, show, anything. It's just that. It's it's the the grossness that has become of all of it, you know, that that's it. I, like I don't I don't ever care who gets an Emmy, but somehow I loved that he got an Emmy taken yeah, away. He was taken away, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was not a great year for the Cuomos. Uh, I mean, he got he he lost his job. He lost his Emmy. Chris Cuomo lost his job. I don't know if Chris ever had an Emmy or whatever to be taken away. Maybe they should give him one just to take it back. There's a lot of a lot of anti Italian discrimination going on in the world. This year, I think. You know, I bet I bet Andrew ratted out Chris, like leaked those emails and those internal <laughs> conversations because he was so jealous that that his everything got taken away. And he was like, if I can't have it, you can't either. You helped get me here. You know? Because uh, yeah. they seem to have a weird relationship as much as they, you know, are brothers and are obviously looking out for each other, as we've read in the emails. Um, but it, it just still they were there was a weird dynamic between them also. So I bet you I wouldn't put it past Andrew, you know, and all he's done to take out Chris, uh, put some uh, real weights in those fake weights, and you know he like breaks his legs. I, I think that's um, I mean that does sound that does sound plausible. Uh, I don't know if there's is there like a third Cuomo brother or is it just the two of them? Because maybe um, it, maybe it could be the third one, you know, th- the third one who. Uh, Let's see. There's a Margaret Cuomo. I don't know who. She's a radiologist. Maybe she took them both down. <laughs> you know, she's just up sick. Of Wait, she's a radiologist. Uh, I just looking on Wikipedia. That's what it says. Radiologist and author on health issues, especially those related to cancer. So I, that sounds kind of boring. Yeah, uh, but that's fascinating though, because remember Chris Cuomo had the whole scandal. When he brought um, after he claimed to have COVID, and he brought um, Sanjay Gupta on, and they were examining the X-rays, and and <laughs> you know they were like, "Doesn't it look like there's spots here? There's COVID spots." And Sanjay's like, "Yeah, totally. I forget what they called it. It was something." But then everyone's like, "That's a totally normal scan." Like I'm surprised that that I would have passed that one through my sister first. She's a medical yeah. expert. Before I embarrass myself on TV. Well, you know that okay, but that's just, that just goes to show that uh, you know uh, uh, you don't have the you don't have the Cuomo level expertise there in, in TV if you don't want to embarrass yourself. I guess um, yeah, that is their brand. That's right. Yeah, it looks like it looks like they're the other Cuomo children are all s- sisters who are not who are not famous. So it could have been any one of them. Probably it was you know they were backstabbing each other. I'm going to assume, but, um, but yeah, so that was, that was kind of, uh, wild. We, you know, I was thinking about in terms of movies, I did see a couple of movies over the course of the year, nothing that great. I just saw don't look up, 
the other day. I don't know if you're familiar with Don't Look Up, the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence about the asteroid that's going to, or comet that's going to destroy the Earth. Um, which looked like it was going to be very funny. The trailer made it look hilarious. Uh, but watching the movie, I mean, it's, so it's obviously like a, um, it's a climate change allegory and it's just so, uh, hectoring and heavy handed that it really was not funny, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, had a great cast, a lot of potential. It should have been good, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm afraid I have to give it the, uh, the thumbs down. I don't know if if either of you guys have seen it or are familiar with it. I almost had to watch it the other day and I refused and said, <laughs> I'm not watching this. And then since then, everyone's been talking about it and I still don't want to watch it, but we'll see. I might have to give in. We'll see. Yeah. I literally, it was Christmas and it was Christmas night and I fell asleep watching Willy Wonka and that was lovely. And then I woke up and this movie started to come on. And I was like, it's Christmas. Shut this off. I'm not watching. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe next year we'll have a review on that one. It just sounds bad. Yeah. Have Have either of you actually gone to a movie in a theater since the pandemic? Oh yes, yeah. I went to go. So uh, my wife and I uh, went to go see House of Gucci in the theater at the uh, Alamo Draft House, and that was very Italian, very Italian movie. It was it was fine. I did not get COVID uh, from that experience anyway. I I haven't been to a movie since 2019, but that's just because I hate movies. No other reason. (laughs) (laughs) What 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 about you, Doug? Yeah, the only the only movie I've been to in a theater is uh, is the the new James Bond, which. Uh, I liked at the time, but I, but frankly, like almost every James Bond movie, I, I don't remember anything about the plot. Uh, but, uh, but that was, it was, it was a fun movie. It was actually good to be in a theater, but nothing else has caught my eye to, to go back to another one though. Yeah. I also did see, I, I did watch, um, uh, a quiet place on an airplane and I didn't have the headphones. So it was, it was silent, which was okay. Cause it's a quiet place. Um, and, uh, that movie, you know, it's like the alien creatures that will come and kill you if you make any noise. Pretty clear watching that movie that, um, you know, the, the, uh, inspiration for that film is just the terror that parents have about like their kids making a lot of noise in some public place or whatever, which I also had to deal with in, the airports. Airports, not a fun experience in 2021, in my opinion. I can second that. I've had to experience that quite a bit. I feel like I'm on a plane every other day. And it's, I mean, now that the crowds are back, it's no fun. In the beginning of COVID, it was kind of fun. Things were really different. Um, But now it's just crowds and having to suffocate through a mask. And that's no fun. Yeah. And it seemed, I mean, you're right, like, uh, you at least in the early days had some compensation in that, um, yeah, there were not a lot of people now, everybody's flying again. And it, it's also seemed like, um, you know, that there, at least uh, throughout this entire year, there's been a mask mandate, but 
at least when I was flying earlier this year, I mean, there was a mandate, but uh, they were, you know, they were kind of loosey goosey about it. You would go through, you know, the airport, people would not be wearing masks. Uh, uh, you know, I went into like, uh, I went to go get a burrito and leave the people behind the counter, like serving, you know, handling the food. They, you know, had their mask down or whatever. Now, when, when I, we flew over Christmas and the uh, flight attendant, you know, gave this like two minute, two, three minute long spiel about how, you know, everyone has to wear a mask. It's really important. There's no exception, zero tolerance. Uh, you know, if you, if you need to take a bite of food, take the mask off really quick, take the bite and then put the mask back on. Um, and of course, once the flight got going, you know, everybody still had their mask down or whatever, but the hectoring, I think has has kind of like ratcheted up if nothing else. Yeah, it's it. They're really serious about it. Unfortunately, that's like the, the closest I saw actually on a plane to people acknowledging how stupid it was and not just like, sir, like I've seen, I've seen people woken out of a slumber like there's like almost fights going on people dead asleep having to be woken up and like just to be told to pull your mask up like calm down this it's ridiculous if it was obviously like you should not be able to take your mask off on a plane at all if it was that dangerous you right. know then they would they shouldn't allow eating they shouldn't allow drinking yeah. it's far too risky but it's obviously not the case so it's just this like heavy hand but the the one pilot the other day said made a comment that was like, and while we're all wishing this mask mandate would end, we have to follow it. And I was like, man, that was the closest that we ever got to any acknowledgement that this shouldn't be here, that this yeah. is weird. Otherwise, they are they are following those rules very strictly. What about you, Doug? Do you have any travel experiences that you'd like? No, to but, uh, yeah, I, over the you know, what, two years now, I mean, I haven't gone anywhere on a plane. Um, only. In fact, uh, visiting Indiana twice uh, in the past year uh, have, have driven the whole way, uh, really just trying to avoid the whole mayhem of being on a plane. But um, unfortunately, I have to go to Florida um, in a few weeks. Well, not, it's not unfortunate that I'm going to Florida, but it's unfortunate I have to get on a plane uh, just because I'm hearing all these horror stories about the delays where crews are you know, being shut down. And so you, you can't have a full, fully staffed crew and things like that. So I've been trying everything I can to avoid it just because I like to be control, in control of my situation. But, uh, you know, I guess I'm about to get firsthand uh, experience with it. Yeah, those types of things are hit or miss. Like it's really, it's a fine experience. It's been normal a, a, a lot, but you do like a few weeks ago, I got hit pretty hard because the mandates were starting to um, come in and they were short staffed. And my afternoon flight was canceled last minute. They knew what they were doing. That's when, uh, who was at the time? American, I think it was, was canceling all the flights. And it resulted in having to drive overnight, no sleep to an event the next day, many states away and come back. But it was so strange because normally that's something that would really upset me. And, you know, I'd be like, this is so stupid. How are they doing this? But when you realize it was it was a bunch of people saying you can't do this to us we're we're not complying I was just like they told me it was canceled and it was a crazy you know got to rent a car and drive you know seventeen hours whatever it was and and I was like okay 
Like I, I have to applaud the people who are standing up. I can't be mad at it. I, th- that's awesome. It's really unfortunate for everyone trying to get somewhere, but this is the sort of thing that you have to see happen to have any sort of change. Otherwise, we're all just rolling over, and these mandates that are so ridiculous are just have we just can't follow them. So I, I, yeah, it's rare that that you hit something like that. They kind of come in waves, and they all team up together and plot about how they're going to do it. But hopefully, by that time, um, you won't be hit with anything like that. Well, and you know, and just to, maybe to jump forward a little bit and talk about Omicron because we are talking about mandates and how ridiculous they are, and you still see, um, particularly these local officials that are thinking about uh, and starting to reimpose uh, restrictions. I'm seeing this overseas, but on balance, it seems like Omicron is actually great news because yeah, there's more people, there's more cases. But there's very few people that are actually having serious cases that are being hospitalized that are dying from it. So in some sense, it's like, you know, maybe we maybe maybe COVID really is becoming endemic and it. You know, the old the old saw that it's just the flu. It wasn't initially. But at this point, it's you know, if you're vaccinated, you get you get the you get the uh, Omicron. It's really not affecting that many people from, from what I can tell. Yeah, no, it's it's great news. It's petering out. This is what happens with viruses. And the problem is, though, is that no matter how much great news we have, and it's it's, it's interesting, too, because suddenly they're able to tell the difference between Delta and Omicron. And then, you know, now they're reporting that the numbers were all misreported and there's far less Omicron. I don't know. You can never keep up. But just the general direction of how this virus is supposed to peter out, this is great. But they will never accept that to be good news. They will always, the, the yeah, okay, so just say more people have COVID. That's okay. That's okay. It's not killing people. These We can move on with our lives and go on. But no, unfortunately, this is never going to end. We're going to just keep pushing that heavy hand down. And at the end of it, we're going to be left with a COVID where the the uh, symptom is just a headache and yet we're all going to be under uh, lock and key in all of our houses. You know, it's like, it's that heavy hand is never going away. We gave far too much um, leeway to that in the beginning and they're just, they keep taking it. And it's, I'm, I'm scared about what happens once COVID's completely gone about, you know, if there actually is some sort of emergency, you're gonna, you're gonna, you've wasted all the goodwill that you've had with people, you know, that we all trusted you. We all locked down. We were hurting because of it and it's unnecessary and you continue to do it. What if there actually is a zombie disease that comes out next year? No one's going to believe it. We're we're not going to be able to get everyone to rally around to take the right steps because we don't know who to trust. Yeah. So I, I want to just take a, a brief, Speaking of Omicron, I want to take a brief uh, conspiracy theory moment here and offer you my own Omicron conspiracy theory, which is that Omicron uh, itself was engineered in a laboratory in order to be a kind of um, infectious vaccine. So it's designed to be re- spread really fast, but also just not get people very sick and uh, in that way uh, uh, deal with the pandemic. 
this that, is, that's a really good theory. Yes, I, I like it. You know, people have other theories about like, well, where did Omicron co- come from or whatever. I think it was designed by some sort of mad scientist, although he wasn't mad. You know, he's probably uh, deserves the Nobel Prize or whatever. Doug, what do you what? Well, what do you both think about that? Uh, I don't think about that. I mean, <laughs> well, put it this way. Put it this way. <laughs> One of the things that's crossed my mind in the two years I've had to just sit around and think about random things is uh, that, you know, this whole idea from from the right that this is the Wuhan flu and it was all part of a conspiracy uh, and, and, you know, this was released to, to mutate and so forth. But then we have, you know, even former President Trump coming out and saying it's one of the greatest achievements of mankind that we have these uh, vaccines. And so what, it seems to be that if you would have if you would have rolled out that that idea from the beginning, there would have been like the patriotic duty to say, oh, well, the Chinese have have created this, uh, you know, chemical warfare flu and, and we have countered it with our own biological weapon in defense. Like, why didn't we come out with that? Uh, that that theory. I never heard anybody making that case, but uh, I, I I don't know that I've ever thought about the vaccine itself being our own um, zombie like uh, creation. I don't think that it could have come. You know, it it, it might have come funded by America, almost like the last virus was, um, <laughs> but it was created in another country where they don't have these rules. Because in the very chance that it went sideways again, like the last one. Um, that you, that would be so scary, just so freaky to be like, hold on now, you're manufacturing more viruses to compete with the, the big one to basically make everyone get a light symptoms. And, but all of a sudden now it's just killing people. Like you get it and 30 days later you dropped it, you know, whatever it would be, the scandal behind that would be just, I don't think that America could have touched that with a 10-foot pole. I could be totally wrong. But in terms I, – I could imagine, you know, maybe it was actually a South African variant and someone was in a lab down there that was like, I can save the world, you know. But, I mean – Yeah, it would I have to be someone think- who's a little bit more uh, loosey-goosey about that sort of stuff than, than uh, you know, the FDA or whatever. Uh, uh, maybe someone like you know, like Italy, like Italians, you could see them doing something like this, maybe, uh, or South Africans. I don't know. Uh, yeah, or Sweden, who's dealt with coronaviruses yeah. forever and have handled this one properly, as we've seen, or the best that you can. You protect the elderly; everyone else goes about their lives. And you know, maybe, and I mean, they're they're they come from a long science background of virology themselves and other, you know, things that I, they probably did it like, Oh my God, these people are crazy. Do they have any idea? Let's, <laughs> let's help. Yes. The, the, the Swede saving humanity once again, something that was a big deal at the time. And then of course, uh, as most things kind of fades into the distant embers of the past very quickly. You know, we got out of Afghanistan. Remember the whole Afghanistan thing? Uh, that was that was kind of big for for a little bit. Were you stuck? Did you get stuck in Afghanistan, Kate? Uh, you know, I got out just before I was on the last helicopter out of there before they took out the Air Force. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was. Um, yeah, you I know, was a lot stuck of things- in Afghanistan. I thought, but then it turned out I was just stuck in a Dave and Buster's. 
<laughs> I wasn't even really stuck. I just, you know, it's confusing in there because there's a lot of flashing lights. But it, it, it's, a, it's a common mistake could happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that that whole thing to watch from afar was just heartbreaking. You know, there's a lot of things that you watch from afar, you see on the news, and you you know that it's bad, but it's almost like a movie, right? You're detached from it. To watch that unfold and to watch in real time the horrible decisions that were being made and the lack of accountability and the president continuing to just walk away, the White House not taking questions and just doing everything the wrong way. It's almost like the people behind Biden are actually pro-Trump or, you know, to to just make this guy and this administration just be wrong about everything. That was a tragedy that just, it, it made me sick every day watching it. And it still makes me sick. The, the, I, I cannot believe how that went down. And again, I, you know, I'm not, I've never been in the military. I've never been to the Middle East. Uh, Many friends that have served both Afghanistan and Iraq and, you know, to watch the veteran community watch it, it was heartbreaking. You know, it was, it was civilians could see it and break. And then you look over at your veteran friends and you're just like, Oh my gosh, how that must feel. All of that that you've gone through and you just pull out like this. And it, it was so unnecessary, absolutely unnecessary. So it's, it's one of the sickest things that we've seen come out of this administration. And the way that Biden just downplayed it and pretended like everything was supposed to happen that way and then always brings it back to his own, you know, my son. And it just everything about it just makes me sick. Kate, what did you think about the the uh, the Houston Astros being in the uh, the World Series again? I thought that was fantastic. I was a little disappointed that they lost. I don't even think I knew that that happened. Oh my word! You missed the most important news of the year. And the Astros were they the ones that cheated? Uh, there was a rumor of that, but but, but that's, they that's but they a, actually they, they, they learned how to do that from the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. They they really were just doing what everybody else was doing. It's all good. So and this was the game. Hold on, wait. They won the World Series or they went to the World Series? Uh, this year they just went to the World Series. They they they, 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 they won yeah, the World Series they, a few times back. Yeah, they weren't even playing. Actually, they just got tickets. You know, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're going to the World Series. But like, that was the game that happened um, in Georgia, right? Yes. Actually, and that was the that big was, scandal. Yeah, so, so yes, right. so that's beautiful. So so personally because the uh, I despise the, um, the the commissioner of Major League Baseball Rob Manford for the way he came down on the Astros. Uh, and he also as you as you clearly know, he uh, he he took away the All-Star game from from the Atlanta Braves because of the Georgia law about about whatever the Georgia law was about, I guess it was their stance on uh, voting the, uh, or abortion, or uh, or was it the the whole transgender thing? I'm not sure, but but he had to, you know, he had to get political, and so there was nothing he could do. That probably the two teams he hated the most in baseball uh, were the teams that made it to the World Series, and I, I just absolutely loved that. Well, congratulations! <laughs> it was I, I my one make. moment of joy. Yeah. Yay! I do think that, like, the Georgia legislature, you know, prohibiting trans women from having abortions or whatever, that seems like that was a little little extreme. But Right. Uh, but uh, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't have the, the all-star World Series thing there. 
with the with the Atlanta Braves, you know, great team. Not as good as the Astros, of course. Yeah, sadly they sadly they somehow won. I'm sure they were cheating. <laughs> well, hey, whatever the works. Was stolen. There were like some uh, irregularities in the in the vote counting there at the World Series. That's what I heard. <laughs> there was a water main break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of a lot of late uh, runs that suddenly appeared in the in the like ninth inning. <laughs> they told the crowd to uh, go wait, go get a yeah, pretzel, like, and yeah, come that back. Was, that was a good time for everyone, everyone in the crowd to go to a concession stand, <laughs> use the restrooms. Nothing going to be happening for the next uh, fifteen minutes or so. <laughs> oh boy. No, I'm just. I was thinking of other things that were happening last this whole year, and um. You know, there's there was so many things like all the billionaires went to space. Yes, that's true. Yeah, the billionaires all went to space, and uh, and William Shatner too. Um, well, he'd already been to space, though. I mean, he had to film how many Star right. Trek episodes had he filmed? So he'd been there plenty okay, of times. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, and not only did they all go to space, they all came back. Uh, Even more impressive. A little surprising. Um, and Bill Gates probably wishes that he had gone to, to space at this point. I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, I get like, what is it? What is it with billionaires and, and space? Like, um, what do you think that is all about? I think it's just cause they can, and I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, even the guys that went up on this last one that the on the trip with Michael Strahan, you know, two of the people just bought their way in. And I, I don't remember how much money it was, but it was a few million that a, a rich guy and his kid could just buy a seat. So, you know, you're either the billionaire that's that's making it happen or you're the billionaires that are, you know, buying tickets. But hey, I mean, if I had, you know, if I have maybe just like I need like. 40 more dollars and then you know i can pay that that 67 million dollar seat no problem and you know i'm thinking about doing it but but no i think it's just a it's it's just a fun thing it's just why not i just think it's funny that they all kind of battled and you know and did it all at the same time and who who you know could do it best who could do it first who could do it you know and who did it first it was richard branson right I think so. Yeah, I think it was present. Trump should go to space. Maybe he. Maybe that's what he should do. You know, uh, now to get back in the limelight is start his own, his own like space company. Well, I'm. He started Space Force. I think that's pretty good. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. But he he hadn't gone up in any of the Space Force rockets, as far as I know. Maybe he could send like Eric up there or something. Uh, you know, if he doesn't want. I don't know. It's a confined environment. I know he didn't like germs, right? Maybe he didn't want people breathing all over him. Right. Yeah. Maybe he can do his next term there from uh, <laughs> yeah. Oval Office in Space. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, two other big things in case, I mean, I'm just trying to think back on the year, but two people were freed this year. One was Brittany. Yeah, she got out, and also Bill Cosby. We overlooked that one. He's uh, floating free true. somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, right? Acquitted. Um, uh, yes. So you know, it's a lot of now the the Britney Spears thing. So she uh, was uh, like under some sort of conservatorship or something, I guess. And but it doesn't seem listen that that got ended. But I haven't actually seen her anywhere since then. Are we sure that? That it's like 
she really got out and, and they're not just still trapping her wherever she was trapped? Yeah, you know, maybe it was part of her freedom was that she now doesn't have to make public appearances and she doesn't have to show herself. Maybe that was part of the the structure of the agreement that it was like, you have to go perform, you have to be seen, you have to, you know, let people know you're alive. And maybe now that she's broken free, she's just like, I'm good. I'm I'm just going <laughs> to exist as a normal person now. Yeah. Never know. Hey, uh, Cosby. Um. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe they could put Cosby under conservatorship. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that works. But um, OJ Simpson is on Twitter doing uh, his occasional updates of, of things. So, you know, uh, and Kevin Spacey, unfortunately, did not do his Christmas Eve video this year. So there is a hole, I guess, if Cosby, I'm saying, if Cosby wants to get back in the game. Um, there are opportunities for him, I suppose. Could you imagine if he pops up on Twitter? <laughs> that would just be something else. That really would show the ego, like OJ, where it's like yeah. he, OJ trolls so much that he knows what he's doing. Yes. That I could imagine Bill Cosby, you know, ha- lost his mind in in jail and now came out and go on Twitter. That would just, that'd be something else. We'll see. Something to look forward to for 2022. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you guys want to cover? I think we hit all the the highlights of the year, as far as I can as far as I can recall, except for like unless we want to talk about like the let's go Brandon or something. I don't know. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That was the year of let's go Brandon. <laughs> the year of let's go Brandon. Yes. Oh, this. I mean, there's nothing to be said. It's still going on. I'm sure we'll talk about it next year yeah, too. Where he's still going. You know, he's like the Energizer Bunny, that Brandon guy. Speaking of next year, um, I always like to ask, what are your baseless predictions for next year? Oh, yes. Let's do baseless predictions. Baseless. Baseless. Okay. So um, prediction, prediction. I think that Kamala Harris is going to go to space. That's my that's my baseless prediction. Um, willingly? Or are they going to fling her up there? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. She, she's going to be like, you know, Biden will, will send her like uh, – on a goodwill goodwill tour of like the space station or whatever. <laughs> It'll be like her visit to the southern border. She doesn't actually go. She goes to visit the root causes, but not actually the problem. So right. I need to go to space and see how we got into all this trouble on Earth. Yeah, yeah. I also think that there will be. So do we want to have like over or under about like how many variants there's going to be in twenty twenty two? I, I think we're going to go up to at least uh, variant S, whatever, however many that is. The sigma stingray. variant. I, I want to call. I want to call it, uh, variant stingray. Variant. Well, it would be the sigma variant, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, see, you're taking the fun out of it. I want to name them like, like, not even like hurricane. Something cooler than a hurricane. I just want to come up with fun names for them. Make them sound more adorable and humanize them a little bit. Uh-huh, the Brandon variant. There you go. Wait a minute. Uh, so, 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 what's the origin then of? Omicron. I mean, they're just Greek letters, right? Is that is that an actual Greek letter? I know no Greek. Well, surprising as it seems, yeah, it does sound like the villain in a Transformers movie, but um, apparently it's, uh, yeah, it's like uh, in the Greek alphabet, it comes after new and uh and z right and that's why they skipped new and z to avoid confusion yeah exactly because the new variant now that would have been i i am a little upset so they kept they skipped the z variant because of uh 
the leader of China. His name is often pronounced Z, so that could be confusing. I am a little upset that they skipped uh, the new variant because then we could talk about like, well, the new variant, the new new variant. Could you imagine how many <laughs> annoying like who's on first skits that yes. would bring up every day? It'd yeah. be I couldn't take it. <laughs> Um, no, but but can you can you believe that they skipped Z and they they skipped New and they refused to skip Delta? I mean, Delta has a lawsuit there. Yeah, I'd say against the WHO. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it does kind of make you wonder, especially. Uh, I mean, maybe they could have gone like. I mean, they they can't, couldn't call it the the Wuhan virus, and they couldn't call it the the Z variant. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, maybe um, let's see. Trying to trying to see like whatever. Uh, there's the theta variant. Could have the theta variant. The pi. I guess the next one would be the pi variant. That sounds nice. That's I like. I'm pi. telling you, stingray. We the we start calling variant. them like lovable. I think we call them at, name like we should name them like we name. Uh, kids baseball and soccer teams like you know cumulus uh thunder stingray make them seem you know non-threatening but you know and non-gendered but make them more relatable i think that's why we should do this yeah they name them like they do the women on the view they pick the people with names like joy and Whoopi and uh what's the other one with the nice name and they had to make it seem like, Oh, this has got to be a, a show with a bunch of delightful women. And then you show up and it's like, Oh gosh, it's only in the name. There's no joy here. There's no joy. All right. Well, uh, Anthony Fauci, if you're listening, uh, stingray variant next, uh, you have, you have, uh, your suggestion. You can do, do of it. What, what you will. Okay. Well, uh, Kate, thank you very much for joining us. If people want to get, if, if they have not had enough Kate, they want more Kate, where can they find you? The uh, the only place to really find me is Twitter, Kate Hyde NY. Um, and you know what? My prediction is by the time we do this next year, um, I might have gotten rid of that account. I might be off Twitter in the next year. So let's see if that prediction happens. That's true. But, yeah. I, it's still there. I think it makes <laughs> sense. Uh, it'll give you more time for you to work on your book. And so ne- this time next year, we'll have you on to talk about your book. Perfect. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks so much, guys.